Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Pick Meek. It's Meek. And this is episode three, which is titled Why Women Need to Lead This Movement. Gather round, everyone. Gather round. Listen up, okay? Today, we have to talk. Please pull up a chair, sit down and listen. I'm going to address the main issues in our community in which I believe led us to why we ran astray from our black men. Now, women are aging. They're making the decision to have children later and wanting more later after pursuing their careers. And I just believe that we don't have to do that. I think we can do that all together. I think that we can have a career and have a family. And if you don't want to have a family, don't do the family. But I don't think you need to wait until you're like 40 to begin these things. So where did we get this idea from? Where was this message? You know, the first wave of feminism was about birth control, not having sexist jobs. You know, women wanted to be a part of the workforce. You know, they wanted to be seen as equals more than anything. First wave of feminism. At some point, it became you know, more. The second wave of feminism, women were more free. We were more liberated, sexual more than anything. It was no longer, why marry one guy and give him your virginity? You know, you can go out, explore, explore, spread your wings. So, you know, I do research before every show. And first wave of feminism was 1848 through 1960, which I didn't know it started in 1848. It was a bunch of stuff on there about women wanting rights back then, certain things with the, I don't even know, to be honest. Like, honestly, you would have to research that because 1848, I didn't, I just didn't go that far back into history. I'm sorry, not sorry, because you can do your own research. Second wave of feminism was 1960 into 1980. And you know, now I believe we're entering the fourth wave of feminism. I don't know. I know that one is integrating the transgenders. That's definitely not a topic I want to cover because people would hate me. So anyway, carrying on, I digress. So some of the research that I have, second wave of feminism included the ERA, which was the Equal Rights Amendment, which was designed to give equal rights for all Americans, regardless of sex. The goal was to end the legal distinction between men and women in matter of divorce, property, employment, and other matters. That, again, that's when abortions became something. And then they, it really, it really was just like the, really the beginning of disenfranchising our communities, in my opinion. 1960s, we got federal housing. Initially, federal housing was supposed to be for, you know, middle-class white people. And it was supposed to be a way to assist them. But then black people needed somewhere to stay too, because black people were migrating from the South at during this time. So they started doing low income housing for black families. And, you know, then came the wave of Project Home, started in New York, and then everybody else started to follow suit. And that's just when stuff started to go wrong. You know, you could have the project housing, but you couldn't have a man living in a house with you. That was legit a rule. Like you could not have a man inside of the home. So it's like, how beneficial is it for me to have babies, but not have a father for them? You know, why would, a, why would housing be subjected to fatherless homes? You know, that's something that you have to think about. That should have been a red flag, but you know, some people ran to it. Federal housing started in 1937 and you know, roughly after World War II ended, 
women started to find their independence. That's when they had pushed to go. You know, they had to be forced into the workforce, essentially, because most of the men were at war. So a lot of them gained a lot of their independence, got their foot in the workforce, and was like, yeah, I, I like this. I like this a lot. A lot of that led to living into the projects, and then again, the fatherless homes. We move forward. What is this late, what, 80s, 90s? And then during the Clinton administration, you know, that's when they started wiping more of our men off of the street. You know, there were drugs placed into our community. Those drugs were sold. And then not only did we lose our men, we lost a great deal of our mothers because a lot of the mothers were becoming addicted to the drugs that were placed onto the streets. So now we have these children who are put into foster care. It just was... It wasn't good for our community, especially on the lower end, the people that were living in these low income homes that they built for us that were supposed to aid and assist and help uplift our community. You know, they were supposed to be cutting women a break. You know, here, I'm helping you. Here's some cheap rent for you to live in with your family. You don't have to worry about struggling to get the rent paid and feeding the babies. You know, on the account of not having their fathers around, because if the fathers are here, you will be evicted. But, you know, your rent is affordable. But it's like anybody can literally double their income today by getting a man, any woman. You get a man, you can double your income. If you work at McDonald's and you date your coworker, he makes the same amount as you. That's double the money. Why? I don't understand why nobody don't want no husband. That's so weird to me. Everybody is just... Hustle, hustle mode, I gotta get the bag. And it's like, the easiest bag is adding someone into your home. You like them, that's regular sex. Somebody to split the bills with, somebody to help with the children. Sounds like a winner to me. Something else I would like to point out during the second wave of feminism is a lot of black men lost their jobs when women entered the workforce. You know, when women such as myself who work on the back end of accounting, we took the administrative jobs. We took a lot of the office end jobs and we pushed men out, making men have to look for work. During that time, we lost a lot of industrial work. So men were like literally like completely unemployed. Like it was a lot of men unemployed for the, for the biggest part. So at some point they thought that providing welfare assistance would help our community. And, you know, we see the results of that. The disenfranchising of our community was like, it was a propaganda. It was a big push, you know, because, you know, all we need is a little bit of unity. And if we were united, we would be one hell of a force. And that's the fear more than anything. But we're so busy fighting each other that we can't get to the bigger picture. But once our community was broken down, you know, feminism was the biggest lead to it, in my opinion. Like, we were married at a higher rate during Jim Crow. Once we got the independence that everybody was begging for, we said we needed our men less. And it's crazy because we like, we literally need them. Like we still need them. Like irregardless, like regardless, we need them. You know, it's really difficult to raise your son to be a great man without a father. And you have to make a good decision in choosing his father. But, like, it's difficult. It's hard to raise your daughter to be a good woman without a father. Like, they need both parents. It is important. It is. It just gives children very good foundation. And if we had a better foundation, our community would absolutely be doing better. 
and it's foundationless. It is just a bunch of people just running wild, no guidelines. And then we just, we need more rules. We need more rules. I just, we need more structure. Last episode, I said no marriage license, no baby. Okay. Just stop having everybody babies. That needs to be a ground rule again. Like it needs to be more serious. We need to be more sacred of our bodies. We need to be more, more certain of the people we're reproducing with. We just need to make better decisions as a whole. We need to just be leading the community in a better place. We don't really have a community because communities are built on families and it's not really that many families. It's just a bunch of mothers and children. And again, I said last episode, I was the equal opportunist. So yes, I am a part of this because as long as I am single and a single mother, I am adding to the decline in our community. And I don't want to because I want a husband and I am just waiting on him to find me. You know, he's a little lost, you know, but hopefully he finds me soon because like the Godfather said, winter is coming and it's cold and mama cold and I'm ready for my husband. I do believe we can have it all. I think we can have, I think we can have a successful career. I think we can have a thriving family. I think we can be building more legacies. I that we can have it all. I don't wanna say that it is impossible. I think that everybody can do the work to help change what the plan was, to make us hate black men. A part of the separation from each other. One of the messages that was pushed to us was that most black men were in jail, or most black men were dead, or most black men were uneducated. And that is absolutely untrue. More than 50% of black men are in the middle class and childless. Only roughly 29% of black men have children. So, you know, that stat itself is incorrect. I think only one third of black men are in prison, which is 33%. So that's not majority. So that means there are a bunch of men that are on the streets that are available and ready. You know, it's a bunch of them that's ready. I personally don't know where they are. I know for a fact that they are not in Cleveland, Ohio. Every time I go out, it's a cake factory represents women galore. Like everywhere I went was like legit a 15 to one ratio, men to women, men. And it was ridiculous. It is, it's unfair, you know, women cool. You know, but they're, they, I don't, I personally don't get dressed, go out and get cute to attract women. I'm looking for a man. And when it's not men out, it's, well, how the hell are you supposed to find them? You know, I was listening to the Godfather. I was trying to go get them. I was looking. I literally don't know where they are. I don't. My therapist suggests that I go and I might go south. You know, I might move to Atlanta or something. You never know. It's the black Mecca, right? Why not? Maybe my husband down there. I don't know where the men are, ladies. So don't be looking for me to help you find a man. I can just give you, okay. I can just give you tips on what you need to do to improve, to help attract the men that you want. So let's go over some of those things. We I've talked about, I've talked about some of them in the first episode, but I'll go over more in depth. One, Do not, this applies for men and women, do not under any circumstances place yourself on the dating market if you are not healed and as whole as possible. No one is ever 100% because there's always room for improvement. So if you're not a solid 80 
solid 90, you don't need to be dating. You need to leave people alone. You need to go do all the work that you need to do to require yourself to be ready for a partner because that's not fair to us who are, who's done the work, who took ourselves off the market, got ready. And then you out here wasting our time because you're really not ready. That's not fair to us. So please do not under any circumstances, just be out here all willy nilly, all hurt because hurt people hurt people. And that's not fair. Not only do hurt people, you attract what you are. No, absolutely. Every man that approaches you, you're not attracting busters because men shoot their shots by the number. You know, it's the numbers. Every one in 10 girl is going to say yes. So it's, if I don't approach at least 10 of them to get my yes, I have to do it. So no, every man that approaches you is not what you're attracting. However, the man that you select, that is a choice that you made. And boy, am I paying for it this weekend. You attract what you are. So when you're attracting these men, you have to take a look in the mirror and see like, what is it that I got going on that's making these type of men like me? You know, that, that is another reason that I went to therapy because absolutely not. I didn't like some of my options at one point, especially when I was fat. Like I didn't like half the men that liked me when I was fat. Like I, I thought they were gross cause I was fat. Sorry, not sorry. And you know, when I'm saying healed, I mean like everybody has different forms of therapy. Me personally, I see a counselor that works for me. I like sitting down and talking to her about my issues and that works for me. I think a lot of people should do it. A good majority, especially in a black community because trauma is generational. Like you really can pass trauma down. And a lot of us was raised improperly in some sense form of the fashion whatever you want to call it a lot of us you know like my parents they gave me a good loving home but they emotionally sucked truth be told like they said oh they dropped the ball emotionally we'll cover that another episode you know so working on healing yourself for me healing included getting my body right like I didn't like my reflection I had gained 80 pounds from being on a depot shot. I was 230 pounds. I'm 5'6", so that's a lot of weight because I shouldn't be bigger than 165 pounds in my mind. I that's Anything past that is too big for me. So 230 was humongous. Like I legit was saying that I looked like the Hulk. I looked like I ate children and I looked like I could lift cars. Like it was crazy. So getting my body right was a part of healing myself. I got a spiritual journey, you know, whatever works for you. Some people like to do their spiritual journeys with the manifestation. Some people do yoga, whatever it is, whatever form of therapy you need, photography, whatever. You need to find a way to help heal yourself before you get on the dating market. You need to make sure that you are happy. It is not anyone else's responsibility to maintain your happiness. You are 100% responsible for maintaining your happiness and your joy. One thing that I took from my son is I don't have bad days. I have bad moments. So it's not the end of the world when something goes wrong. So if you can't make you happy, how is it that you're expecting another human being to make you happy? Do you even know what it is that makes you happy? Maybe these are the things you need to work on during your journey before you put yourself on the dating market. I think working out is important. I think all of us should regularly work out. One reason being our life expectancy is going down. We not living as long as we used to. You know why? Because we're not as healthy as we used to be. And you know, they used to say we was first seasoning our foods, but now we're like, we really big. Our average weights aren't what they used to be. 
I'm sorry, it's, it's too many big women in our community and it's too many women screaming how thick they are. Working out can literally give you whatever body that you want. Before I was in a gym, I had an everlasting back. It went from my neck to my ankles, no booty, never had one. Got in the gym, strength trained. It took me like four years to figure out like how to really work my body out. That was a journey all in itself. Legit has six personal trainers. I was doing all type of diet fads. I was doing a bunch of different stuff, trying to figure out how to get the weight off. I went to see a dietitian, and ultimately I had to get off the depot shot. It, the depot shot was making me big. It just was speeding up my metabolism. And that's just one of the side effects that come with, comes with being on it. And you know, once I got off, I immediately lost 20 pounds, but that being 211-ish, I was there for a while and I was stuck. And I was stuck. And at some point I had did a lot of cardio, but I didn't like, I didn't like, like my regular body with the no booty. I didn't like that. So I did a bunch of research and I found out that I could strength train. So leg day is the best day. I love legs. I love legs. I would do legs three, three times a week at the minimum because my glutes are important to me. So I encourage that workout. Ladies who want to get the BBL, just take the two year route. That's what I did. It was a two year plan, two years of hard work, but you'll appreciate it more too, because it'll build your confidence. In the meanwhile, your self-esteem, you're going to enjoy watching your body transform during this process versus just cheating yourself and doing the easy work and spending a couple dollars. Like when you spend a couple dollars, you not, you never maintain the body as well as you would if you would have worked for it. I assure you, cause I could only miss so many days at the gym before I'd be like, oh, it's time to go. But we see all the time that those BBL girls just, they look good with the first year and by the third year, it looked like what happened. And it's like, why keep spending the money when you could literally build yourself up and get yourself there? I think it's always important to love yourself. I think if you don't love yourself, I don't think that you should be out there trying to love other people either. Because what is love? If you don't know what love is, you just, you're just not ready and it's not fair. It's not fair to anyone. You shouldn't be trying to love a man. You shouldn't be trying to have babies because babies need love. Like people need love. So if you are incapable of loving someone, there's some work that needs to be done. It's some work that need to be done and don't run around just hurting people because you're hurt. That's not fair to the rest of us. So you should be looking for someone that's whole and healed. You should be looking for someone who is confident. You should be looking for a leader, ladies. You do not want a man that cannot lead you in that family, okay? I personally want a man that's going to lead me through the faith of God. That's important for me. But whatever your religion is and whatever your choices are, that's up to you. But he should be a leader 100%. You should be able to depend on your man to make a good decisions. Make sure he, he should be able to. Make sure the family is good at all times. Any decision that he is making should be about everybody. He shouldn't be someone that is selfish. He shouldn't be someone that's irresponsible. He shouldn't be someone that is lackadaisical. That's not a leader. A man that's lazy ain't a really good man to be with. And, you know, if you're attaching yourself to someone that's like that, you can't really complain about how ain't shit they are. So... Leading men, get you a good leading man. I like men who are fit personally because I am fit. I like when I can ask him how was his workout today, you know? I like the option of being able to go to the gym with him, you know? 
that's important to me. I like for us to have similar diets because if he eat a lot of beef, that'd be difficult because I can't digest red meat. You know, it wouldn't work for me. I need a man that's more on the same page as me. Those are the things you should be looking for. Family oriented, especially if you want to have a family. That he needs to be family oriented. He needs to be someone who loves his family. It's no reason why you should be having a baby with a man that'd be cool with leaving you and them babies to the side. It's not okay. Something else you should be looking for. There are classes of people. So what your income minimum is, is dependent upon you. I also use Kevin Samuel's scale based off of your sexual market value, which you're rated. I personally think I am an adjustable six. He said you get 10,000 for every number you are one through 10. That gets me a minimum of 60,000 per year because I'm adjustable. That can range. So for the longest, my minimum has been like, yeah, like 50 K or that's legit. It. I definitely be going harder for those. And I have dated men that made up to 110. Money is not important. You know, as long as I can, he has, as long as he has 50, I can bring my almost 50 and I can get us in the neighborhood I want to live in. So I'm willing to work part-time for my man. Anyway, so you have to decide on, you have to really do your rating and not, cause I know everybody's tens, you know, I know all bad bitches, but like y'all for real ratings. So if you a three, your dude can make 30,000, that's $15 per hour. So that's a nice little salary low key, you know? And then if you're like making that, that's okay. Cause now that doubles your income. Like I said before, with that 60,000, like y'all didn't came up, like kudos to you girl, get that man. Anyway, carrying on something else that's important, you know, when looking for a man, you need to look for a man that is financially responsible, a man who knows how to pay his bills and a man who's serious about having stability in the future. Like right now, depending on who you're with, I don't mind being with men who are building. So I'm not looking for nobody to fly me out or nothing. Like we can do a little chill shit because... I would prefer to be doing broke shit now for the future to be set later, you know? Cause again, I'm ready to build a legacy. So I don't need somebody that's 100% set now, but he gotta be at least making 60, at least minimal, nothing crazy. Having someone financially responsible is important because you wanna make sure you're with someone that's gonna provide you security in the long haul because one thing that's a fact about women, we suck at saving. We are so materialistic. We care about our appearances. We care about all of the little petty stuff. That is why it is important for us to get men because men are structured, okay? If the man ain't structured, you don't need him. You don't need a man that's out here spending like you. You can go spend with your girlfriends. Your man need to be telling you no, you don't need that. You don't need it, it's not in the budget, okay? I'm a budget girl personally, so I don't mind sticking to the budget because I understand budget sticking now is gonna pay off in the long haul, you know? I get that. So make sure you're making good decisions. Make sure you're picking someone that is financially minded because some I mean, an irresponsible man like that had you out here having to file bankruptcy and ruining your credit 
And you don't want that. You don't, you don't want that for yourself. You don't want that for the children. That's not building a good legacy. And well, what are we doing here? The entire goal here is to build our community, to uplift our community and stop being the one everybody shit on, you know? <laughs> it's like we at the bottom and it's, we've accepted it and we think it's cool. We are the most separated group of people on this. And it doesn't make sense because we are like, God built us in his image and it's we not even honoring that. We are disrespecting that. We are not doing our duty on this earth. Jeez Louise, people, let's get it together. Let's get together. Let's unite and let's make this community better. Okay. All right. We need to be represented well. We set the tone. Okay. Let's keep it a buck. We set the tone. We set the culture. We are everything that everybody aspires to be. So let's show them that. We got the family unit that they want also, because not only do we look good in clothes, not only are our faces pretty, not only are, is our hair versatile, we are capable of having a strong family foundation. We are capable of raising our children right. We are capable of raising our children together. We are capable. So why not do it? Let's get it together, people. I'll see you guys next week on episode four, which is titled Finding Strength in Your Feminine Energy. Bye.